In my experience, conversations are best had with a glass of whiskey. Join me, Alan Kogan, as I engage in meaningful discussions while enjoying a glass of my favorite spirit. Welcome to the Kogan Conversation. Hey, Dan. Hey, Alan. Mr. Sponder. Spondissimo, uh, for you simpletons out there. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, How's it going with you? It's going. It's going. Well, first thing that I think we need to point out is the fact that you are about 20 pounds lighter with the lack of beard hair that you have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I made a little bit of a change. Cut, cut a couple things. Cut, cut it a little bit. Trimmed it a little bit up. You know, it was time. Yeah. Well, you look good. I like it. Yeah, you look good. You look you, good. You, this is the first time, as far as I know, the first time you've had a longer beard than me. Yes. This. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Which which is actually hilarious because this is going to be the last podcast where my beard is this length. Oh, yeah. You're just this, copying uh, me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually shaving my head and I'm gonna get glasses as well. And I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna be a Dan Sponder for the rest of my life. That's it's a good choice. It's a good look. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, uh, I, I'm well. As you know, I, I joined the National Guard, so uh, it's coming near time for me to go and and do the whole army thing. So I am required by law to be clean shaven and buzz cut. Um, this weekend, where Ann and I are, are 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 going down south again by our friends, and um, we're gonna have a good time, play with some beard styles before I shave it all off. And uh, so this weekend's a last hurrah with my beard. I'm looking forward to seeing the pictures of all the different styles. You better get some, <laughs> better get some good ones. I want to see like those really nice mutton chops. <laughs> just that for a bit. Well, so my my first one is I want to shave just the, the just the chin. Mm. So it's like like Red Dead Redemption style, <laughs> big old handlebar mustache. Yes, that's that's the goal. Yes, but. you should you should like put in a request or something. They should allow you to have that while you're serving, like. That should, that should be the norm, I think. <laughs> well, but. you know, so there, there's two, I think there might be three, but there, there's two major religions. Um, I don't think Judaism is one, but you, I think that the only, only people who are older or elders in the Jewish faith can have long beards and long hair, and that's Orthodox Jews, so it's, it's, a, little, mm. it's a little different. Um, younger Orthodox Jews don't have that, but uh, if you're Muslim, you can get a waiver from the military to have your beard because of religious purposes. Okay. And if you are Norse. Oh. So if you if okay. like yeah, so the Norse religion, the Vikings and whatnot, that is an actual exemption you can file for if you have proof of the fact that you are a Viking or or follow the line of like you know the the All Father and Odin and Thor and all that stuff. So, um, I obviously I probably wouldn't go for the Muslim route because I'm I don't I don't uh, tick all the boxes for that. But I could probably find some lineage in the in Viking uh, culture to, yeah. to to apply to be Norse. I would I would do it. I think that's perfectly reasonable to try. Yeah, I mean, I just have to show record of it. Otherwise, they, you know, they know that I'm lying. I mean, are you, if you're if you're that much of a Viking, are you gonna let that stop you? <laughs> are you suggesting that I pillage the government until they give me what I want? Sure, yeah, go. I mean, yeah, you got the beard, just go for it. <laughs> get your get your battle axe ready. 
sword. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know there, there's plenty of options. You can probably get a couple spears in there. You can take them all by yourself, Alan. I believe in you. And and if I die, I'll come back as Alan the White and have an yes. even longer beard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a lot lighter. It'll be a, a brighter color, but you'll have so much more power. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. So this this will be the last shindig of of my beard, and then uh, I will have to figure out the aesthetic of the podcast with me having <laughs> short hair and no beard and looks like a different a different younger person. <laughs> yeah. Well, see. So I think this is what you have to do is eventually you just need to shave your head completely off and then grow your beard back in a little bit. And then if for some reason you can't be there sometime, I'll just show up and say I'm you and it'll work perfect. There we go. We'll sub in, say, yeah, I'm Alan Kogan. This is the Kogan conversation. And uh, here's some whiskey and I'll take shots of all your expensive stuff. <laughs> or, or, or we could get, uh, a really expensive deep fake technology and mm. it'll be me, but we'll deep fake your face over my face. Oh yes. I would totally not ruin any of your chances at holding any offices or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> it might improve it. I mean, you're, you're so much better looking than I am. You're, you're, the, you're the sexiest friend I have. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I can argue with that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, I, I know before we got on here, we were kind of just shooting the shit about kind of what to talk about. And, and, and you know, this was kind of a last minute uh, get together. But uh, you you had brought up a good idea. And I, I don't know if this is going to last the entire conversation, but I, I'm, I'm curious to know what your Spotify uh, top played songs and artists and all that stuff. Because today, was it today the first day that Spotify released that? I, I think so. This is the first day I've seen it. And I have Spotify open every day. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like you open you open up Spotify and they they give you a breakdown of the year, uh, your year in review, your top listened songs, the amount of hours or minutes you've listened to to uh, all the songs, your your top genre, um, all that stuff. And uh, I guess so. What, what what were some of your highlights? What was uh... I I I was very surprised by some of mine because I think a couple of my top songs were just somehow ended up in like all of my daily mixes even though it's not even a song i particularly like <laughs> um and also i think some of the numbers are just off in general because i just they don't sound right okay um but my so uh it's i, I just opened it up to look at it again it tells me that i discovered 1188 new artists this year that's a lot yeah yeah, yeah, and I mean, I do listen to a lot of the mixes, like the random ones that they do, but that seems like a lot. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, I, I've definitely listened to a lot of new stuff this year, but that seems like a bit much. Um, what comes up next? It tells me I listen to 441 different genres. Are there that many different genres? I Apparently, and I guess listen to all of them. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I don't think I could name like fifteen. They must just really break it down on Spotify a lot. I I don't know, um, but if I go over my top five uh, genres I listen to, where does it come up? It keeps flipping between screens. Top genres were. 
pop punk, dance pop, movie tunes, comic, and pop rock. And I'm so. Have you watched yours yet? Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I have mine up. I'm just I'm waiting for you to so okay. I can scroll through mine. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how that compares to yours because I know they're entirely different. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the first one I have as a is uh, looks like so I I discovered 214 new artists this year, mm. um, which sounds like more of a realistic number than yours. It does. It does. <laughs> um, let's see. So genre, I listened to 218 genres, including 70 new ones. Oh. Again, I don't know how many how many genres are there. That's ridiculous. I kind of want to look it up now, honestly. Yeah. It, <laughs> uh, my number one song, uh, and I I believe this because I love this song. It's called "Ordinary Man," and it's a uh, it's an Ozzy Osbourne song, but it's featuring Elton John. Oh, I don't know so, if I've heard that one. Oh man, it's so good. So, uh, "Ordinary Man" with Oz, it's Ozzy Osbourne featuring Elton John, and it is it's such a beautiful song. It's about basically Ozzy Osbourne reflecting on his life and um, how he's you know came pretty close to kicking the bucket because he's a heavy drug user and hasn't had the healthiest of lifestyles, and he's just reflecting on the fact that he's probably not long for this world, and he's gotten lucky that he's come this far. And you know, when I go, I'm just an ordinary man. Um, and Elton John comes in and has a pretty good vocal, and it's it's just it's just great. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll look that one up because I I may have heard it, but I I can't say I have specifically. Um, yeah, let me see. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, so, <laughs> uh, so obviously my top podcast of the year would be, uh, my podcast, the Coke and Conversation. Um. <laughs> Got to give myself your own podcast on Spotify. Uh, well, so yeah, Spotify is my preferred uh, platform, mm-hmm. and so just just because I like to listen to myself uh, and to, able to critique what I'm doing and figure out the flow of the conversation, also listening more so for the audio quality and making sure all that mm-hmm. sounds good, whether it be on my my headphones, my phone speaker, or even a car radio to see how it how it plays. Sure. Um, so I, I don't listen to all of it. I listen to snippets or if there's like, I, I want to go back and see like, what did, what did Dan and I talk about in that one podcast? Um, so there's that, uh, also the political mash bill, which is our, uh, our new weekly live stream that we do on Fridays. Uh, that's also a, another, uh, podcast that I just have up just to listen to audio quality and make sure things good. Um, otherwise a couple other, obviously Joe Rogan is a top podcast. Uh, <laughs> Brett Weinstein has uh, the Dark Horse podcast that he talks about stuff. Um, but it looked like I, I, I spent 341 minutes, which isn't that many minutes for podcasts. And I, I, I listen to most podcasts like on YouTube or on the background in my on my uh, my computer. So this is probably not accurate. But. Um, yeah, see. Yeah. I was going to say, so I, uh, jump back real quick. Cause I never actually told you what my top song was. Ah. And like I said, I, I don't know how this happened, but the top song on my, for 2020 is girl, good girls gone, go bad by Cobra starship. I have um. never actively turned them on. <laughs> they just ended up in a bunch of my daily mixes for some reason. Okay. And apparently that one shows up a lot. 
It's not bad. Uh, it's not a bad song by any means, but it's just not it, a. It's not about their them reflecting on their life and about how they're gonna <laughs> die an ordinary man. It's about uh, I believe going to clubs and watching good girls going bad. <laughs> oh, uh, God, it's deep. It's deep stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so uh, to no one's surprise whatsoever, um, it's funny because my at the the end thing they give you uh, with with all the top artists and songs and everything. Um, to no one's surprise, uh, number one is Elton John, number number one artist. Uh, number two is Michael Jackson, which I'm actually surprised at because I haven't listened to much of him this year. Uh, it just knows. It just it just knows who I prefer. Uh, number three is Queen, which is true. I got it on a the, earlier this year. I was on a massive Queen trip. I was, I I, I love Queen so much. Um, number four is Ozzy Osbourne, which I assume is only because of his song with Elton John. I probably played that so much that it probably registers him as up there. So that's that's not accurate as an artist. I I, I would probably put Black Sabbath above Ozzy Osbourne. I mean. <laughs> as an individual artist, but, uh, and then benighted, which is a, uh, a death metal band, um, that I listen to. They're just in a mix, but they have a lot of songs in the mix that I like that I've added to my playlist that I, I listen to when I work out. Okay. And, uh, which is hilarious because my top genre, even though my top artists are Elton and Michael and, and queen, my top genre is brutal death metal. <laughs> I, you know, I could definitely see Elton John being in that genre, so <laughs> I think it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, uh, Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, that cover's probably somewhere. It's probably pretty good, uh, Yeah, pro- it probably is. Um, actually, my top song, so Ordinary Man was number one, obviously. Uh, Goodbye, Yellowbrook Road, Benny and the Jets, Tiny Dancer, and Rocket Man. So Elton John is featured in well, featured in the top one, but then in, in all the the subsequent ones as well. Sure. Um, so it's I mean it's hilarious. I I I would assume it's because the most most of my music listening occurs in the car, and I I love to either sing along or or listen to something that's easy to listen to, um, and that that usually is is Elton John or Queen for me in the car. Um, so that's probably why, but I, I, it's hilarious. It's like everything's broken down and all of a sudden, like my genre is brutal death metal, which I listen to. I listen to quite a bit. I love some artists, but it's usually only because I'm working out or I'm in a mood. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, mine, I, I've definitely noticed, especially over the last couple of months when I started, cause I never really used to use Spotify as daily mixes and I started using their, um, Every week they do a Discover Weekly where they kind of take your uh, what you've been listening to and find stuff similar and make a mix from that. Yeah. That's the only reason I can think maybe my number for new stuff is so high because I listen to that every week. I at least go through all the songs in that and I find some good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, just listening to that daily mix, I've noticed the more I listen to it, the weirder the mixes get. Because it starts mixing the different daily mixes, and I like, I'll find one thing in one of those mixes that I really like, so I listen to that more, and it messes up the other ones. I think my weirdest mix that I consistently happened is I have uh, one daily mix that consists of Weird Al, Richard Cheese, 
um, and like Lonely Island, and then like Atreyu and other like weird metal bands. And I'm like, I don't know how these ended up together, but I it throws me off. I just don't know. And it's never changed. Those ones are consistently in the same playlist, and I don't know why. Huh. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, Spotify I, it just makes some weird decisions. Well, it, you know, it's it's fun to to play with the algorithm because it, it you know it suggests what you would like um, based on what you've listened to. But that's that's why it's funny for me. Like it, musically, I am in an echo chamber. I, I'm not a big unless it's like something very specific. I'm not <clears throat> really a big fan of uh, spreading my wings and and finding <laughs> new stuff. Sure. Um, which you know maybe it's short sighted or it's narrow, but at the same time, like. I can't, I, I can't name you. I mean, if you gave me a real popular artist of, of today, other than like the super, super, super pop songs that are probably in everything, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't name you a, a, a new song from a new artist uh, this year. Um, it, like I, I, have a, I have friends who know I play guitar uh, and I, I love listening to guitar. I love, I love violin. I'm, I'm classically trained. I, I, I love to play. Uh, I get sent videos all the time. Like, Hey man, you've seen this new guy, his, his guitar. Oh, it sounds so good. And I'm like, no. And I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it and it sounds great, but you know, and, and they're like, they're so surprised. How do you not know this artist? He's so good. And I'm like, you're right. He's so good. But like my memorization and love for music, as far as like what's on the radio, kind of abruptly stops at 1990 <laughs> and everything prior, like, you know, rock and roll, what I was raised on, you know, it's, it's just what I have an affinity for. And for whatever reason, my, 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 my catalog inside my brain is like, I'll listen to new stuff, but I'm not going to memorize it in the same way that I, I have memorized the stuff that I've grown up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just my my own like purposeful blocking off space to keep memory for other stuff. I don't know. Something. I don't. Know. <laughs> I I'll be honest. I I highly suggest just give it a try a couple times. The discover the discover weekly. If that shows up in there, just give it a try once or twice. Because it's not just new stuff. It's just yeah. it searches based on your stuff and find pulls other stuff that it thinks you like, and you'll probably hear stuff you've already heard. But I, I found some really cool groups through there and whatnot. So something different. Something, if you want to change it up a little bit at some point. Well, so the real question is, are you aware of Steel Panther? I have heard of them. And if, I, I feel like you've probably told me about them, but you're going to have to give me a reminder. Uh. So Steel Panther is they're almost like in the in the vein of like Twisted Sister or mm. like like the big hair bands of the eighties. Okay, um, it definitely sounds like based on the name. That's what I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's their whole aesthetic. They they look like like nineteen eighties rockers, and you know, it's it's hilarious. But and they have the kind of like the almost like Motley Crue, maybe a little bit. Mm. But the, the, they have a lot of ballads that are very belty and nineteen eighties ballad like. Um, but their whole shtick is they are extremely vulgar. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like imagine imagine Journey, mm-hmm. uh, like Don't Stop Believing. But instead of the, the lyrics that we know and love, it's lyrics like uh, I'm going to have sex with you after we get drunk. And it, it's – and the entire song is about that. 
And it, it's, it is, and of course they use much more colorful language and it's just, it is hilarious. But, but the, the funny thing is, is it actually is pretty damn good music. Like musically, like musically speaking, it's very good. It, they have, they have great, great sound. Um, it's just like, don't, don't tell your grandma to go listen to it. Cause it's pretty, pretty raunchy. I don't know. I, I might. I might tell my grandma to go listen to it just to see the reaction. She, she oh, yeah, would enjoy it. I don't know. That, that I don't know might, if she listens to her free time. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, no, I would I would highly recommend any anyone who listens to this go listen to Steel Panther. They're uh, they're pretty freaking amazing. Uh, if 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 not for COVID, I was gonna go see them live. Um, oh. But because uh, they're yeah, supposed but, to have a pretty great show. That would probably be good. I, I would love to go see a concert again, but that's just not a thing right now. <sighs> yeah. There is. It, I feel like I was I was supposed to see someone earlier this year, but obviously it got canceled. But yeah, I've never been huge into concerts, but every once in a while, like it's just they're a lot of fun if you go with the right people and it's the right group. I think I've seen the one band I've. Oddly enough, seen the most is Yellow Card. Okay. Totally on accident. Like, I, two of the times I saw them were at, like, um, I saw them at Warp Tour once. Like, they just happened to be on. Um, and I stayed because I enjoy them. They're a good band. Um, I feel like I just randomly saw them at, it was maybe it was like Summerfest or something. And then, uh, uh my buddy Kyle had, uh, he, found tickets for him for like 10 bucks at the rave. Like he got super cheap tickets for him to go see him. And it was an amazing show. Cause they did their entire first album acoustically. Mm. It was really good. And then they went and rocked out for the last little bit. They just played everything normal and it was amazing again. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, what, what was your first, uh, concert that you remember? Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, wow. Was that in Milwaukee? Yeah, my, uh, what was it? I think my aunt took me to that. Like, it was, when was this? This was right around White, when White Nerdy came out. Okay. Which would have been, uh, oh man, when was that? It was early. Because I didn't see a lot of concerts when I was younger. Like, uh, that was probably, it may have been like 8th grade something, 7th, 8th grade maybe. I'm going to look it up. If yeah. I have the power. You do. You have the power, Alan. Yeah, <laughs> that was oh, that was good. I've seen him a couple times since then, but that was that was the first like actual concert that I remember at least. That oh, oh wow, that was two thousand six. White oh, wow. Nerdy came out. Two thousand six. Oh man, so that would have been yeah, I guess that would have been like sixth, seventh grade. Sixth grade, I think. Do you, do yeah. you remember yours? Uh, do I remember my first time? Well, it was with you. Uh, on oh, you meant concert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh um, well, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think cause I know, I don't know. I, cause I, I, I don't think I really went to any concerts that weren't like at a school function. Mm -hmm. Um, or other than Summerfest, which I don't want to. I mean, summer. I guess I could I could throw Summerfest in there, and, and I, I 
one of the first big bands I saw at Summerfest was Ario Speedwagon. That was pretty cool. Dude. Um, I saw uh, Ziggy Marley, which is uh, Bob Marley's son. Oh, uh, I didn't. I didn't know yeah. he performed. Yeah, uh, that that those are those are probably the earliest I remember of like on my own with friends going to a concert. Um, but I'll be honest, I, I, I most of my music influence comes from my dad, and my musical taste comes from what my dad listened to. And I, I think the first concert that I really was like plugged into, like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. Uh, I I got tickets for my dad and I and my mom to go to Alpine Valley uh, and watch Huey Lewis and the News open for Jimmy Buffett. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and then of course at the end they came out together and they sang a song together. But uh, Mm. Jimmy Buffett is so unique and interesting. He's like, he's like beach country. Yeah. Um, You know, he doesn't wear shoes on stage. He wears a Hawaiian (laughs) shirt. He's tan. Um, it, and it, you know his whole shtick is Margaritaville, and um, but he interacts with the crowd. Like there's songs where it's like, uh, you know, the crowd does stuff with the with him and the performers on stage. It's just it was it was really cool. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably my first like big big time big name concert that I that I went to. Sure, was, was that I think I I I'm, I don't remember again the selective memory. I feel like for I, I don't know if doesn't he perform there like every year or something or was that like wasn't that a thing for him every other year so every other year okay it used to be at every other year and the off year he would be at Summerfest so he would hmm. he would go back and forth okay so he was I feel in, like he's around every year but yeah yeah he was in Milwaukee every year for a long time hmm. um I think the last, I think this last year he actually canceled, not because of COVID, but I, I think something else happened. Oh. Um, but, uh, and off COVID, I was supposed to go see him here in August. My, uh, my, my buddy from work, uh, had tickets for his birthday. And if not for COVID, we would have gone to the center here in Virginia and, and saw him. That'd but cool. yeah. <clears throat> so I actually also had, uh, Elton John tickets. I, I went and saw Elton John in, uh, last year and that was cool. But I was going to see him again. Uh, I had tickets again this April, and it got ca- canceled because of COVID. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I remember you talking about that. Did, yep. Did they? Uh, is that one that they tried to reschedule, or do you know if that's uh, is that still going to happen at some point? So they had originally said they're going to reschedule it, uh, and then of course COVID lasted longer than we all thought because that was in April, so we weren't really sure oh. what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and now here we are. How many months later? <laughs> Um, oh boy. They uh he apparently he rescheduled all North American dates until 2021 or 2022. Mm-hmm. So like this was his farewell tour and mm-hmm. his farewell tour is going to last almost 5 years. <laughs> it's got to make it last. Oh man. So yeah. I don't know. All right, well, now since we're on the topic of music. Mhm. A favorite artist of all time. Oh, that's rough. That's a that's a tough question. And not 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 band. Favorite artist. Favorite artist, and then we can go we can go into favorite band, but because maybe your favorite artist might be a part of a band, but mm-hmm. favorite artist. Uh, uh, let's see. Honestly, I 
I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to say Weird Al is my absolute favorite artist. I think <laughs> it on a, all the lists, honestly, and not just because he's freaking hilarious, because he is. He's he he plays ridiculously good music. He's an amazing artist and just the music that he plays. Um, if you look, I know this is kind of going back, but if you look at his band, him and his band can play any genre. They, all 490 of them. All 490 genres. <laughs> because they have to. They have to be able to play anything he wants to parody. Right. And, yeah. And, and, I mean, just him as a person, too. You never hear anything bad about him. He's supposed to be the nicest guy. Like, he's, like, he's been around for, how old is he now? He's, like, in his 50s or 60s, I think. Oh, boy. I know he's at least in his 50s. But... Like, yeah, he's just an amazing person overall. Weird Al. There's no, I don't think there's a, you couldn't find a single, like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Yeah, you're not going to hear anything bad about Weird Al. No, well, I, he, so he's 61. I wanted to look it up. 61. Um, okay. yeah. No, I, I, I think I, I would agree with you. I think he is. Um, if he were not a parody artist, mm-hmm. uh, he, and if he, let's say he had like a lyricist or a, he was really good at writing music like, or lyrics, um, mm-hmm. I think he would be an incredible normal artist. Yeah. Um, and maybe, and this might be an argument that you and I can have right now is that I think because of the fact that he is a parody artist, like mm-hmm. he is 100% a parody to me, that makes it almost not in the running for music. It's almost like saying, like I, I never agreed with giving a Grammy to a stand-up comedy special mm-hmm. because it's like, it's a, it, it is a performance. It's awesome. It's hilarious. It's great. It takes a lot of skill and talent that I, I fully appreciate, but it's not the same as like having a composition that is 100% original with hundred percent original lyrics that, is like actual labor of love rather than just making fun of something that was a labor of love. See, that would be a good argument if it weren't for the fact that he does have a ton of original songs. Oh yeah. 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 I guess that's fair, but he's only, he's only known for his, he's only known for his, I mean, people that know. He does a lot of things in the style of other people. Yeah. Um, I think the, the funniest one that I always, that I always hear is, his song dare to be stupid which is not a parody that's a an original song done in the style of um the guys with the red hats i like the name's escaping me oh uh the uh, yeah the uh i can't think of the i can't even think of the song they're known for <laughs> no, i can't <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the weird circle step letter. Yeah, if hats. if the if a problem comes along, you can whip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's gonna bother me. But no, whip like they it. whip uh, it good. The story I always hear is apparently when that song came out, like they're like, "This is our music better than we've ever done it." <laughs> like, like it's their style, and he's just killed it. Okay. Well. Didn't kill it. He made it amazing. Yeah, but he, he, that, okay. that's the story I always heard. But no, he has a ton of original music, 
and his skill on an accordion. Good stuff. Yeah. What, what? No, uh, yeah. I, 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 no, I, I, to, I totally appreciate that Weird Al as an artist. I, I, I guess I would just say, like, I, I wouldn't, as much as I love him, I, I don't, I would never even consider him in the running for like my top five, hmm. because of because of like the fact that he is, like, he is a parody guy. They always say comedy is tougher than drama. Yes, that is true. I know that's that is usually true. in regards to like acting and whatnot, but I think it applies in this situation. Well, excuse me, Dan, if I prefer to cry rather than, than laugh. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, y'all. Don't cry right now, please. Please, don't do it right now. I'll do it for the views. <laughs> uh, All right. So what about yours? I have, I, ha- I have some guesses, but I want to oh, hear. God. Favorite artist of all time. Um, I have like four or five names bouncing around in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to pick one. That's that's the discussion. <laughs> these are these are the rules. I have agreed to them. <laughs> I have I have altered the deal. Pray do not alter any further. Um. Well, I I guess I'm gonna have to go with my gut. Mm. Uh, and and my my gut would probably be Elton John. Okay. Um, it's to me from a composition standpoint, from, from like how music is crafted and how much of a genius he has been throughout his entire catalog of, of, of work. Uh, I, I have grown to appreciate him more and more each time I listen to him um, along with all of his new stuff that has come out post his prime time. You know, he, uh, <laughs> He started in, in, in the 1960s, and uh, he was massive in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and obviously 90s. He was massive because of uh, Lion King, mm-hmm. um, and El Dorado, the road to El Dorado was all him. Uh, and then after after the 90s, uh, you know, the early 2000s, he had a couple of hits, and then it kind of tapered off. And now, you know, he's had a album, an album here and there, and they've all been pretty great, but they haven't really yielded the same kind of hits because he's now kind of this old and weathered artist that a lot of today's, you know, kids don't listen to mm-hmm. unless they discover him on accident. But his the, the, the way that his vocal range has changed from almost like a, a, a low falsetto into now a, a, almost a, a, a treble or, or a, a higher baritone. Mm-hmm. is really unique. Um if you listen to like Benny and the Jets and he uh he sings, you know, the real high pitched parts. Can it run? I haven't <laughs> seen them yet. He's like really high up, right? Yeah. And he can't do that anymore. So yeah. when he's on stage, he he lowers it down like eight octaves and he sings it. Or he has someone else dub over, but for the most part oh. he he does he does it by himself and it's mm-hmm. pretty impressive that this old guy can still sound pretty damn good. Um, yeah. a, a lot of people have actually argued that his voice has gotten better and richer over the years. Sure. Yeah, I mean, um, I would even just experience in general here. I mean, you always have to practice singing and whatnot. So, I mean. Exactly. So, um, and I, I mean, he's proven himself time and time again to be able to write on the fly. He, uh, Bernie Taupin, who is his, his lyricist, a longtime lyricist who they, they, they found each other by happenstance. Um, 
he has wrote almost everything for Elton other than the, like the Disney stuff. But um, he just gives him a sheet of music, a, a lyrics of a, a poetry or whatever. And Elton just whips up a composition and here you go. And all of a sudden you have a, a, a hit like Tiny Dancer or Rocket Man. And like, how, how does this man's brain do this? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just impressive. And on top of that, I think he's just one of the most wonderful people who has battled some of the worst demons someone could battle with addiction and uh you know coming coming out as a as a gay man during the 80s and 90s and 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 you know fighting with that inner inner turmoil with himself and being one of the most charitable people on the planet right now with his the elton john aids foundation and all the work that he's done for for that initiative um I, I just I admire him so much. So yeah. yeah, I'll say I'll say Elton John because he he probably has shaped me the most as far as what I listen to. Sure, makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what was what was going to be your first guess for me? Um, it was honestly it would have been either Elton John or MJ. Where yeah, with the two, it, it, I figured it was, it's got to be one of those two. I think the the only reason why I didn't pick Michael Jackson as as much as I love him as an artist uh, is because a lot of his music and composition was produced and crafted after he had originally made like the simple melody and the mm-hmm. lyric, um, and a lot of a lot of his hit songs actually weren't even his lyrics; it was other people writing for him. Oh, sure. um, but a lot of his hits were like Billie Jean was his lyric, uh, but Man in the Mirror was not Michael Jackson's writing. Uh, he just sang it and he sang it very well. But uh, no, I, he 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 didn't know how to like he dabbled and played around. He know how to like listen to so- sounds and he was a genius in his own right, of course. And not to dismiss MJ at all as an artist, but. Uh, like he wasn't actually writing the composition of every single note of every single line of music to be overlaid in, in an orchestral or band wise way. Whereas uh, he had a, he had a set of producers and people who were in the studio and making sure everything was mixed properly. Um, of course he was the one who oversaw all that, but like Elton, to my knowledge, layers and does everything on his own. Like he, he uh-huh. knows, he knows where the trumpets are going to come in. He writes that down on his, on a music staff. And this is how the composition plays out. Yeah. Um, not that he doesn't have help, of course, but still it's, it's more, not, I don't want to say original, but more, uh, bare bones. Sure. It's his, his personal, he's the one doing work and then people are helping like fix it up and adjust. Whereas yeah. MJ, it was like. People were doing stuff, and then he did his part of it. Yep, yep. Makes sense. So, so yeah. yeah. Um, all right, favorite band? Uh, that's a tough one, too, because it's... Uh, let's see. I think... No, I'm, I'm just going to... Same thing. I'm just going with my gut. The one like that consistently comes to the top for me, I always listen to... Um, Bowling for Soup. Okay. Not for any particular reason. I just love all their music. Their their music, it's fun, it's upbeat, but then every once in a while they get their uh their little bit more serious songs. It's I honestly I don't know how big they actually are. Like I know they're popular enough, they have their couple big songs. Um but I don't know. I've just 
I've always really enjoyed them ever since I started listening to them. They're just, I don't think I've heard a song by them I didn't like. I don't know. I don't know them that well. So, so educate me on them. What, who are they? What do they do? Um, they're, I, I would say their, their genre is more of a, like, uh, it's like a early 2000s pop punk kind of, um, I'd say their biggest song, which I think is actually a cover. I don't know for sure, but I believe it's actually a cover is 1985. Uh, okay. Springsteen, Madonna, way before Nirvana. That, oh, that okay. Poem. That's them. Yeah. That's, yeah. oh, okay. Um, I know there's See, this a couple is, other covers of it. This is what I meant by like, I don't have a memory cat. Like I'll, I'll yeah. hear that song and I'll be like, I know that song. It's a good yeah. song. I would never be able to tell you who it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, they, they do that. They have a, a handful of other ones. I, honestly, I, I I know a bunch of their songs. They have a song that's just called Beer. That is good. Um, I don't know. They're I've always really enjoyed them. Like I said, early two thousand or early two thousands, late nineties, pop punk, just goofy. They're goofy, and it always just it always makes me happy listening to it. Like it's all upbeat and fun, and yeah, that's what I like in music. I like my stuff. I like it to be happy. I don't listen to a lot of dark brooding music or the, the, the heavy metals, the, I'm going to get angry at music or be sad and cry. Like, no, I want the music to make me feel good. That's, right. that's what they, that's what they are. That, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, my top genre might've been brutal death metal, but, <laughs> uh, that is all I, I swear is only because I work out to it because it gets me going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's that having that double pedal on the on a drum, which oh, yeah, a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, it it amps you up, amps mm-hmm. you up. Um, I would have to say, as far as bands go, probably Queen. Okay, yeah, that um that tracks with a with a real close second being. I would probably say the Beatles. That makes sense. Um, but I think Queen has been more monumental for modern music than the Beatles have. The Beatles opened a lot, a lot of doors for as far as rock and roll and making it making it is what it is today. But I think Queen has just had much so much more of a wider influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the video? I, I think it was a Green Day concert. Yeah, I don't know where it was, but it was a Green Day concert. And before Green Day went on stage. They were playing just music over the loudspeakers, and I think it was just the radio, but one of the songs that came on was Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. And, I mean, we all know it. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? And every single person in that sea of people, it was probably like a 50,000-person crowd, obviously (laughs) pre-COVID times, but um, every single person shut up and sang along in perfect synchronization with Mm – the radio for the entire song. And it was just like, <laughs> Oh man, the, the power that that queen has over people is just mm. incredible. I feel like that'll happen at any like big gathering where that song comes on. It's just, it's such a good song that everyone can sing to. Everyone knows it. And it's, it has, and it's so varied too between the whole thing like it's the, the beginning super slow and then it's super high energy 
Yep. Oh, it's yep. great. It's, it's fantastic. So, yeah, no, I can understand that. Yeah. I, I, I Have you seen uh, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? I have not watched it yet. Oh. I, have, I have been meaning to, but I'm, I'm behind on a lot of those uh, artist movies. So There's a handful of them out. I know Taylor Swift has one that I have to watch at some point, but, you know. She's a, she's a movie about her life. <laughs> I think so. I thought she did. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Or it might just be like one of the concert movies. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so Rocket Man. I'm sure there will be one day. Rocket Man came out, and that's a biopic of uh, Elton John and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a, a it's a biopic of Queen, but more so Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm sure Grant is behind the camera right now as he's helping us record this podcast, shaking his head um, because as a as a movie guy like he is, uh, I agree with him that although uh, I love uh, Bohemian Rhapsody just because I love Queen, uh, I also recognize the fact that it is just a massive inaccurate puff piece that is <laughs> is just it it's just it just it kneels down before queen as if they are perfect. <laughs> and, right. and it, well, that's, it is, I have, I had the critique of it. Like, you know, the, the fact that the matter is that it's just a great story and that's the, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, who plays Freddie Mercury? Oh, yeah. Mr. Robot. Yep. I can't think of I can't think of his name. It's Mr. Robot. It's good enough. Yeah, I know him as the Pharaoh from Night at the Museum. Yep, yep, he was that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, he he was brilliant, and he won the he won the Academy Award for Best Actor, uh, playing Freddie Mercury. And the story, I mean, some of the stories are true, some of the stories are half true, and there's other stories, and 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 the chronological order is kind of mixed up in the movie, um, just to tell the story in a, in a broader way. But uh, there's a scene that that it just encapsulates you and it's how it's like it's Freddie Mercury telling his then girlfriend uh, that uh, he he wrote the song uh, Love of My Life for her and he was singing it for the crowd and he was on TV. It was like a playback of the where they had just played a live show and he was like, listen, listen to them. They're all singing your song. And he would he would sing the first verse and he would stop and he would like conduct the crowd to sing for him yeah and it's like the the power that freddie mercury had over the crowd he just had a commanding presence mm. um if you ever watch live aid where he sings uh he does the hey oh and the crowd responds oh, okay. back and it's just it's incredible so uh he was showing that to her and the scene kind of devolves into her uh kind of like like freddie what's wrong with you and he starts telling her that, well, I, th- I think I might be bisexual. And she said, no, Freddie, you're gay. And that's okay. I love you, but you know, we can't get married or any, any of that stuff. And this, this powerful moment, it's like, shows con- a contrast of how much control he has over the stage and over the, 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 the music, you know, uh, and the crowd where it contrasted with the little amount of control that he has on his own mental health and his own personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so powerful because it encapsulates like who Freddie Mercury is. Yeah. Um, this beloved larger than life figure who had such a tumultuous personal life with lots of issues. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's. I'll watch it one of these days. I'll get around to yes. it. Yes. <laughs> you are, you are hereby required to. 
right. I will uh, take that in mind. It uh, is. Sure it is. It has been decreed. All right. I will. I will do that, and then I will let you know when I do, and that'll be the last time we ever talk about it. <laughs> that's fair uh, um, okay, so, this one I definitely wanted to watch I just I haven't got around to it that, no, that's fair it, it, it's, it's really good that that and uh, Rocket Man is really fun um, mm-hmm. I think my favorite I haven't Rocket Man is another one I haven't watched or seen um, but if I recall correctly the person who plays Elton John in that movie um <laughs> was the main character in the Kingsman movie where mm-hmm. Elton John played a major role <laughs> for some yes. reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Taron, Taron Edgerton yep. uh, plays the, the main, the main role in the Kingsman mm-hmm. and then in the Kingsman, the golden circle, which is a sequel, which is an awesome movie. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. It's just full of action and, and, and chaos and it's wonderfully done. Mm-hmm. Um, Elton John, I, did, I think they kidnapped Elton John. Yes, and I don't remember why. It yeah, was some ridiculous reason. It yeah, may have and, just been because he's Elton John. I, I think they may have just been like, we just want Elton John, and so I'm we at, took him. I'm actually curious if that might have came about because they had been producing El, uh, Rocket Man, and Taron Edgerton had already had a relationship built with Elton John because they were working together on the movie. Maybe so. Taron had a, maybe had this idea and, and and said, "Hey, I can get my buddy Elton John to come play a role." <laughs> I mean, maybe it is entirely possible. I don't know. I would love to hear the story behind how that happened because they also came out really close to each other. I'm pretty sure, like within a yeah. year at least. Yeah, that that probably had to be it. There, there was a, some kind of a scratch my back <laughs> kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, that scene with Elton John is like is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he no. just he he kicks ass. <laughs> I gotta watch that movie again. Oh, I'm not gonna man. watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm just gonna watch Kingsman Two again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I I still approve of that. <laughs> um, well, uh, last last one, and then then we'll we'll uh we'll call it a night. But favorite song of all time. Oh, I wasn't prepared for that question. Good. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. You know. I'm gonna open my Spotify back up here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to start because there's so much. Uh, oh, I'm just gonna hit shuffle and pick the first thing that comes up. Favorite song of all time. Um, thing that gives me like the most, the most energy, the most feeling. And I don't, I don't know if you're going to count this, but I'm going to count it. The Star Wars main theme song. Oh, I love I it. Think, I think that could say, like, it's just, it's Star Wars. You know me. We've, we've talked on this podcast before. Yeah. And if I had to narrow down which one I could put above any other song I've ever listened to, it is the Star Wars main theme by John Williams. Oh man! Now that you now that you say like I to be honest, I wasn't even thinking about soundtracks when I asked that question. But it is that's totally fair game. That's a hundred percent fair game. And now I'm questioning my well, my top song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I can throw the wrench in right at the end here. <laughs> oh man! You're, so 
First of all, I, I love John Williams. So anything oh, by yes. John Williams is just above and beyond anything that's ever been possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jurassic Park, Superman, Star Wars. Back oh. when I still bought CDs, I had bought a collection of just basically John Williams' greatest hits. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what he's done outside of movie themes, honestly. And I... I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has a bunch of stuff, but I've never really looked into it. Now I kind of want to. Yeah, he's a uh, he's got a pretty massive catalog of everything. I mean, he's he's so good. Mm-hmm. He and I that, and I as much as you you and I have have bickered back and forth about Star Wars seven through nine. Mm-hmm. I will, I will, I will forever be grateful for the fact that he was able to come back and do the score for seven, eight, and nine. Yes. Yep. Because even if it was the best Star Wars movie ever, I would almost feel so it would feel it would feel hollow if it wasn't John mm-hmm. Williams producing the score. Exactly. It's, so the music yeah. is one of, in those movies is one of the things that makes the series. It would not be the same if it had some sci-fi techno background. Like it that music is such a major part of the series. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, oh man. Okay, so, shit. <laughs> um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say my favorite song is the the Packers uh, touchdown theme song. When it's, uh, <laughs> the dun, 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 go Pack, go. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll take it, I'll take it. No. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I think my, well, my favorite song will always be uh, a smile by Charlie Chaplin, mm. and it's it was written in the nineteen thirties uh, when Charlie Chaplin made the movie Modern Times, mm. which I believe is nineteen thirty six or thirty eight. I can't exactly remember, but anyway, um, it's one of my favorite movies as well. But it's uh, it's it, it was one of his last movies before everything went into talking pictures where they had the ability to to speak on camera and um he wrote the song that was original for that movie uh smile it was this beautiful or- orchestral arrangement and it wasn't until 1955 i believe that someone added lyrics to charlie chaplin's composition and then it's been covered by most notably, Nat King Cole in, in the nineteen uh, in the nineteen fifties, um, or maybe forties. Maybe I, maybe it's earlier than that. I forget exactly when. But anyway, it was early enough for Nat King Cole to record it. Um, and Nat King Cole has this real d- deep, leathery voice, which makes it so. It's a very haunting song. It's it's a, a smile though your heart is aching. It's all. It's like hey, smile, pucker up. Life could be worse. You know, be glad, not sad. Um, but and then it was covered by Smokey Robinson, Smokey, uh, covered by Michael Jackson, covered by numerous artists. But it's yeah. it's been timeless, and it's just it's so damn good. And there's a there's a version that has a, a violin part in it, and it's it's I'm a violinist, so I was very partial to listening to that. Sure. Uh, and I, I just I love it. it. It's got a good message. It's got a good uh, melody. It's just it makes me it makes me yearn for earlier times of when like, you know, you could listen to music and forget about all your worries and not be so hyper plugged into everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so smile by Charlie Chaplin. I like it. 
Excellent choice. I know yes. that one. I do know that one. <laughs> hey. Uh, it's I mean, it's it's been in a lot of stuff too. It's uh yeah. it's a very well a very known tune. Um but yeah. So um I'm trying to think, is there anything we, we haven't covered in music? Because now we have to do a series. The next is going to be movies. Next, And then after that is going to be uh, opera singers. Yeah, um, all who's the your opera top, singers I know. Top five. Well, maybe we should go through. We should do 451 episodes. <laughs> breaking, every genre of music. breaking down every apparent, <laughs> I should say, every alleged genre that Spotify <laughs> says exists. Oh, man. I'm still baffled by that. I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. We'll have content for forever. Oh my god! I I I swear to God, after we get off this this podcast and this call, I'm going to go lounge on my couch. I'm going to finish my glass of whiskey. I'm going to look up diligently on my phone. Uh, how many genres are there? <laughs> <laughs> you you let me know because it's too many for me to research. Apparently, <laughs> I think after that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a 400 page document of a of of the genres. You just I'll read you that. Wait. I will read that. I'll make time for that. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. Well, Dan Sponder, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, I know we'll probably talk again, but uh, yes. I, I I just wanted to have you on quick and talk about you know whatever because fuck COVID nineteen, fuck twenty twenty, yep. and the fact that we can talk about music and Spotify gives us some uh, some fun stats to go through is uh, is yep. a pretty good conversation to me. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad I could discuss these strange happenings in my Spotify <laughs> life, apparently. <laughs> yes, yes. Boy. So, well, I'm going to go listen to Brutal, Brutal Death Metal and uh, right. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thank you for joining the Kogan Conversation. Be sure to like, share, and follow us on all social media platforms. This podcast is available in video form on Facebook and YouTube, and audio on all platforms where podcasts are supported. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just a few bucks a month can really help us grow. Visit us online at www.thekoganconvo.com for more details.